He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a beautiful uh, Columbus Day. Um, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, upon which the um, indigenous people didn't quite know what to do. So I just made that up. You didn't even know that poem ended that way, did you? So um, be nice to the tourists. They're still here. Friday, by the way, Friday, good Lord have mercy, I'm telling you, I got out of here Friday and I went home and did my regular, uh, uh, what I do after the show and was working on some things out on the property and uh, I was like, you know, I need to make one run into town, I've got a couple of errands to run, one for my wife, one this and that, and so I got in about three o'clock, headed back into Fredericksburg, I am telling you, it was a nut house Friday afternoon in Fredericksburg, and I know it was the um, uh, the uh, Oktoberfest and and uh, let's see a three day weekend and homecoming and all of that, but it was there was aggressive driving. It was it was scary. And it was really hard to be nice to the tourists. It was, I'm telling you, it really was hard to be nice to the tourists, but. I did, and uh, I called several people, and I said, whatever you're doing this afternoon, just don't go into town, and we all had a good laugh, but uh, yeah, I got firsthand reports from other people who made their attempt to get through town on Friday or go to the grocery store. I mean, it was like a swarm of bees around, of course, these are thousand-pound bees in a big hurry, um, around HEB on uh, Friday, so... Just uh, always keep in mind, I'm, you know, we're t- everybody's talking about this weekend and the big April eclipse. I think there's a, um, I, I think this is so unusual that I don't think anybody's prediction is, I don't think we can count on anyone's predictions, whether it was some kind of, uh, you know, group meeting that's been going together. You know, there's been a lot of meetings all over uh, the, the hill country about, you know, this weekend and the April weekend and. I don't think anybody has a clue, and I don't think we'll really know until probably Friday afternoon around 3 o'clock. Um, but uh, I would just, uh, any plans you have this weekend around in and around the Hill Country on Saturday, just I would make sure that you've really, really thought about this um, because it, and I, it, it could be just a, boy, it could just be just a busy weekend. And on the other hand, it could be a whole lot worse than that. Um, so anyway, keep that in mind this coming Saturday and, uh, just kind of, uh, be planning for, uh, not having plans. That may be, that may be the way to look at it. Plan on not having any plans next Saturday because it's very likely they won't happen. All right. We got some things on the calendar. By the way, we're going to be talking today about, uh, the special session um, coming up, I may mention some of the, uh, uh, some of the, um, uh, the constitutional amendment, 
amendments, proposed amendments, and uh, but we're going to be talking about the special session yesterday while watching the uh, um, watching uh, football, or actually it was kind of on. The NFL was on the television. I was reading bills. I think I read over a hundred bills yesterday that have been filed in the special session, and so we're going to be talking about that and your opportunity to get engaged this week. In fact, there's committee meetings this afternoon starting at 2 o'clock in the Senate, and then there's two committee meetings in the Senate tomorrow. We're going to talk all about that. This is a good, um, if you want to get engaged, nothing's stopping you from from getting get your feet wet now. Um, so we're going to spend some time on that. On your calendar, this Thursday, October the 12th, the Fredericksburg Tea Party has its regular second Thursday monthly meetup. Um, we have been meeting on the second Thursdays now since 2013. If you do the math on that, that is uh, <clears throat> 10 years, right? Did you have to? I don't think you had to take your uh, socks and shoes off to get that high. Just both hands will work. Uh, we were founded in 2009. There was um, there were irregular meetings between 2009 and 2012, and then 2013 started the regular Thursday night, second Thursday monthly meetup. And um, I can tell you, in 10 years, I think I may, Gail and I were trying to figure it out, I think I might have been sick during one of those. No, not the COVID. Um, And I believe when we went to Ireland a few years ago, I think we might, I might have missed a second Thursday meeting. So that's two in 10 years that I haven't been to. And... uh, this will be the last uh, open public meeting of the Fredericksburg Tea Party for 2023. November every year, we have a, a, a meeting for our members, our members in good standing, those who have already paid up. You cannot come by membership on the eve of uh, our meeting in November. You must have uh, your membership. Uh, you must be in good standing before then. And it's always something special, and um, sometimes we have had speakers that people who heard that who was going to be there said, oh, well, I'll just come and pay my membership and show up. Nope, doesn't work that way. Um, it's not too late now. If you want to uh, sign up and become a member, you will still be on the list for the, thir- for the November meeting. And uh, but you need to go ahead and do that now. Go to FredericksburgTeaParty.org, FredericksburgTeaParty.org, and you can download your uh, application and with instructions on where and whom to send your check to. And uh, also at the bottom of every single newsletter that comes out, and you will be getting one later today, there is always a link uh, somewhere towards the end of the newsletter for you to pay your membership and be a part of uh, the Fredericksburg Tea Party officially and uh, legitimately certified member of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. So this Thursday night, Joseph Vargas, and uh, he says the issue is never really the issue. And uh, when people talk like that, you need to come listen to him because, wait a minute, that's a little confusing, Mr. Uh, Vargas. He is part of the Juan Seguin Society. Uh, where conservative Hispanics unite. 
Um, he is the author of a book called The Democrat Modus Operandi, The Democrat M.O. How do they operate that? And he um, takes a look at their – he's in this book, and I got it. I think I got it a couple of years ago when he was here uh, before – and uh, but this is going to be he's a great speaker. We've had him in the Hill Country before. He's well worth your time. That's this Thursday evening, October 12th. Dinner at six o'clock. Child care is available. And uh, the meeting will start at six thirty and it goes to eight. And um, so, yeah, love to see you. It is at St. Joseph's Hall, St. Joseph's Hall in Fredericksburg. That is on two one two. West San Antonio Street in Fredericksburg and uh, St. Joseph's Hall, a building that is, I believe, 115 years old or something, uh, was re uh, uh, fixed up uh, shortly before COVID hit. And they were really counting on renting the place out to pay for all the upgrades. And uh, then COVID hit and uh, there wasn't getting any rentals. Um, so, but the uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party and I believe the Gillespie County Republican Club and, and other organizations have been meeting there. And uh, so that is this Thursday. It'll be a good meeting. Now, the other thing I have on your calendar this Saturday is uh, in the evening, after all is said and done with the eclipse um, this Saturday, there is going to be a Christian hip-hop um show concert i believe it is part of what's called the recovery tour if uh, if it's not officially part of the recovery tour it's an offshoot because the two musicians and the dj who will be part of that are part of the recovery tour um when i heard the term uh, christian hip-hop music i did ex- probably did exactly the same thing you just did right now i can see your face i can see the look you shot at your um your uh, husband or wife um going hip hop in the hill country um but uh, here's the bigger surprise than all of that besides there being a concert saturday night a christian hip hop concert on friday and i know harley if you're listening i'm sorry i know i'm not it's not this is i'm not supposed to do this but uh on Friday, I'm going to have uh, two of those artists are going to be here in the studio. And yes, we may play a little Christian hip-hop on Friday. All right. And so um, something, put that on your calendar. It should be a great show on Friday. All right. Let me give you some words of wisdom from Ben Franklin before we take a break. And I'll come back and talk to you about what's going on in the special session. Um, the things which hurt instruct. Ben Franklin said, uh, this is 1745 uh, in Poor Richard's Almanac, the things which hurt instruct. I don't know, does that sound like Nietzsche, that which doesn't kill me make me stronger? I don't know. I don't think so. The things which hurt instruct. Y'all stay tuned and uh, we'll be right back. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. Woo! 
All right, we are back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot, your uh, information station. And um, I was in uh, I was in uh, Buffalo Gap this weekend with my family reunion. Um, the uh, Draper family—that's my mother's mother's family. There's a bunch of them. They all settled in Texas, up in the Panhandle, south of Lubbock. Um, spread out all over the place, dry land, cotton, some cattle, and always hogs, um, and um, good bacon, um, and sausage, and gravy, and biscuits. So anyway, they all settled in uh, that area in the uh, 1910s. In fact, we, uh, our family even received a, a, a plaque for from the state of Texas in 2010 for 2010 29 whatever year it was 27 2007 maybe um for a hundred years of the same family running the same uh farms in uh, the state of texas and so the draper family and the mcginty family um settled uh, just south of uh, lubbock in an area called tahoka and and uh all around spread out east and west from there and so we still get together of that same uh, Draper family reunion every year. It's the same weekend as the Oktoberfest here in uh, in Fredericksburg, and uh, but we don't serve beer. Most of our people are Church of Christ, and so there's no beer at the Draper family reunion. Well, unless you go out behind the the um uh the the kitchen area back there and there may be a beer or two popping up out there. But anyway, big deal this weekend was a special session. We got our uh beginning. We um legislation has been filed, bills have been filed. The um, governor on, um, uh, let's see, what day was this? Um, it was last week. It was, I believe, on for, uh, Thursday. The governor got specific with what he wants to do on the agenda, the special session agenda. And so there's four items he's brought up. Education, freedom. All right. And, that is, and then he says legislation providing education saving accounts for all Texas school children. All right, that's pretty specific, and we're going to come back to that notion of these um, agenda items being specific here in a minute. Border security, legislation to do more to reduce illegal immigration by creating a criminal offense for illegal entry into this state from a foreign nation and authorizing all licensed peace officers to remove illegal immigrants from Texas. That's part one of the border security call. Part two. Legislation to impede illegal entry by increasing the penalties for criminal conduct involving smuggling and stash houses. So this is human smuggling and stash houses. This is the specific instruction on that. And then the third part of the border security call is legislation to impede illegal entry by providing more funding for the construction operation and maintenance of border barrier infrastructure. <clears throat> All right, the third specific call on this uh, special session is entitled Public Safety, Legislation Concerning Public Safety, Security, Environmental Quality, and Property Ownership in Areas Like the Colony Ridge Development in Liberty County. And then the fourth special uh, call, Ending COVID Restrictions, 
legislation prohibiting COVID-19 vaccine mandates by private employers. All right, I'm going to get, like I said at the very beginning, there are four calls. They're very specific. All right, so when he talks about education freedom, and I'm going to go back to the first one, he says legislation providing education saving accounts for all Texas school children. All right, there, that's very specific. Um, now, why is that a big deal that it's very specific? Because the rules of a special session mean that you cannot pass or work on items that are not part of the call. All right, this is the call. That's what I, I believe it is legally referred to as the call. You cannot just go up there and plop down. Um, well, you can. Here's the problem. You can file a bill. You could file a bill on um, on on preserving the endangered, uh, you know, desert lizard rat or whatever. You could file it, but if you would notice that it doesn't fit in with um, uh, Education Freedom Board, blah, 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 public safety ending COVID-19 restrictions, you can file those. And from what I understand that, uh, and I've never seen it happen, witnessed it happen, but as those bills are called up and assigned to committees, if they're not on the call, someone from the floor, I believe, can say, uh, uh, can, can call a point of order and uh, and say that, you know, this is not on the governor's call and uh, the point of order is very likely to be sustained. All right. So why am I saying all of this about how specific the call is? Because uh, when you go to Texas legislature online, in fact, if you want to follow along, um, if you can go to capital.texas.gov during this next break, then you'll be able to follow along with me. But when we go to TLO, Texas Legislature Online, and you find the House bills that have been filed and the Senate bills that have been filed, and I can show you how to do that. And by the way, it's not right on the front page. It doesn't show up real easy. How I've offered training for the uh, uh, working TLO. We've had training up. I guess I've been doing it for, I don't know probably 10 years. I'm trying to remember when the first time I went and we spent a half a day out in uh, Harper with a training. We had about 35 or 40 people in that training. Um, I've been doing training up at the Capitol. We have had trainings in Kerrville. We've had training in Fredericksburg. I know some of you have been to multiple of those trainings, um, but this is the time when it really, really helps that you know your way around Texas legislature. Because if you want to know how all of the bills that have been filed for the third special session, all right, then you have to know where to find that. And um, it is not right there available on the front page. All right. And so... Um, I'll give you a hint right now. If you're already there at TLO, across the top is a, a tab. Across the top are is a tab, are tabs, and there's one that says legislation, and then it says reports on the drop down, and then you go reports, and you go, well, that's really complicated. I just want to know every bill that's been filed in the third special session, and uh, so you have to go to the next another tab that says general reports. And then there we go in the second line, legislature 82-3. Now you got to make sure.
that on all your searches right now that you are actually in the third special session. I had pulled this up right as uh, the countdown was going during the uh, last break, and um, I pulled up the second special session, filed house bills, and it looked really strange to me. So here we are. I found it. So we're going to take a short break, and I'm going to go over the bills I have already added to my bill list and maybe talk about some of the bills that we don't even know why they're there because they've got nothing to do with the call. So y'all stay tuned. If you want to go to capital.texas.gov and follow along, um, that's where we're going to start when we get back from this short break. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. You're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot on a beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous uh, October morning. Man, it's hard to say October, isn't it? Gorgeous October morning, the second Monday of October. Um, I am at the capital.texas.gov. We have a third special session starting at 1 o'clock today. And so the uh, House and the Senate will all gather on the floor at 1 o'clock today. Um, the Senate, as usual, you know, one of the complaints we have about the House every year, um, first of all, let's go to the end of the session, and when your bill, your pri- when the Republican priorities didn't get through after 140 days, or your bill or whatever it is, the burr under your saddle didn't get any movement, your representative's going to say, golly gee, Matt, we just ran out of time, we just plumb ran out of time, and uh you know, there's so many things, too. We just ran out of time. Well, we always tell you at the beginning of the session, watch what the House does for the first month or six weeks. How many five-day weekends did they take at the beginning of the session? And then, oh, yeah, golly gee, they ran out of, uh, uh, of, of time at the end of the session. Well, one of the reasons that happens is the House, um, they drag their feet on purpose. They don't put committees together. They don't put... Uh, the uh, a committee, they don't uh, uh, start setting up committee meetings. They don't, they don't do any of that. None of that. When we all know, like, let's see, when is it? November, December. So about two months before every, uh, uh, every, every uh, odd-numbered year when the Texas legislature meets, about two months before we already know who's been elected to every seat, who's going to be representing every uh, um, every uh, district in Texas because the election happened in November. They're going to be swearing in people. We know this schedule has been the same for decades. And uh, the assumed speaker of the House, um, a presumed a presumptive speaker of the House, and other leaders in the House could very easily start putting together all of these committees, as well as starting to set the committee meetings up by date, they just never, ever do that. And then they run out of time. Well, here we go. Special session. It is no different. Uh, um, I went on to TLO uh, yesterday, and um, by golly, the, the, the Senate already has the Senate already has their committee meetings scheduled. In fact, um, the uh, four areas that were being called upon to um, uh, do legislation 
they went on ahead and scheduled those committees before they even opened up the special session. They are already scheduling. In fact, here's how quick they want to get to work in the Senate. The special session begins at 1 today. When is the first Senate committee hearing? It's at 2 today. It's the Finance Committee. Now, I'm not going to race off up there today at 2 o'clock to get to that committee meeting. Um, I have not decided about the committee meetings that have, uh, have uh, been scheduled for tomorrow, but um, I think I may be going to Austin tomorrow, but I just don't know yet. Um, it all, a lot of it also depends on what the House does today. It'll be a last-minute decision. Either way, I will be, I'll either be here in the studio um, uh, tomorrow, or I will be bringing you the program live from my mobile studio in the People's Republic of Austin. So the finance, Senate finance uh, meeting is today. Now, they don't have a bill yet to have a meeting on, okay? Um, I don't know all the ins and outs of the rules, but what they know in the Senate is what the governor told them last Thursday. So they knew on Thursday the specific things that are going to be heard. So let me read you the description of the notice of the public hearing for the Senate today for the Finance uh, Committee. Uh, the chair of that is Joan Huffman. All right, so here it says, The Senate Finance Committee plans to hold a public hearing on Monday, October 9th, 2023 at 2 p.m. Uh, in E1036. About what? It says regarding legislation that includes teachers' compensation and funding for public schools. So they don't have a bill. Normally, during a regular session, and what will happen after these bills get assigned to committees in the House and the Senate both, um, it's easy to assume that the Education Committee is going to be hearing the bills on school choice. That's why they went on ahead and scheduled a committee meeting of the, uh, of the, the, of the Education Committee tomorrow and the Finance Committee today because they're going to need to finance all of this, right? Why doesn't the House do that? We don't know. We don't know other than the House is really run by Democrats who do not want you to have school choice, all right? And so that's one theory as to why they haven't done this yet. They may point at some kind of a bunch of obscure rules on why they can't work get work done ahead of time, uh, they may be able to come up with some excuse. They always do. So that's at 2 o'clock today. Tomorrow at 9.30 is the Education Committee. And again, what was the hearing notice? Normally a hearing notice will list Senate bill number blah, 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 and it'll name the, it'll give the, um, uh, 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 the, the synopsis of that bill. I'm losing a word. It'll give the synopsis of that bill and then it will that you'll know that that specific bill is what's going to be uh, uh, heard all right so we don't have bills yet and so but the the uh, senate education committee will be meeting tomorrow and they're going to be having a public hearing on proposed legislation creating an education savings account program to provide additional education option, options to assist families in exercising the right to direct the educational needs of their children. Now, here's what I don't know. 
Um, so they have this hearing tomorrow at 9.30 on Tuesday. So if the bill's numbers come out, and let's say it's Senate Bill, I don't know, I'm going to make up a number, Senate Bill uh, X1, all right? We'll, we'll uh, confuse it. Senate Bill 1 is going to be there, um, and it has all of this uh, ESA. We don't know what the bill number is going to be, but I'm just making that up. My question is, are they going to have another hearing on the specific bill that comes up? My guess is yes, but I that all that is is a guess. So it could possibly be that tomorrow at 9.30 in the Senate, this could possibly be the only public hearing on legislation for an education savings account. It could be. Again, I do not know. If a specific bill comes up, will they have another hearing? I don't know. If you are, if if uh, uh, if an education savings account at school choice is the burr under your saddle, you can show up tomorrow at nine thirty, or you can gamble. I would say that uh, if you choose to gamble and say, "Well, they're going to have another hearing," then I would uh, submit to you that um, school choice is not really the burr under your saddle. If school choice is the burr under your saddle, I will see you tomorrow in Austin where someone will see you. Like I said, I'm still not sure if I'm going to be able to go tomorrow. But that's going to start at 9.30 tomorrow morning. What else has the Senate got going tomorrow? Um, Health and Human Services at 9.30 or upon adjournment. Let's see what the call on Health and Human Services is. Um... There you go. Of course, they're going to be uh, holding a public hearing on proposed legislation uh, prohibiting COVID-19 vaccine mandates by private employers. If that's the burr under your saddle, this could possibly be the one and only time you get to um, testify in front of the Senate. Again, I'm going to be very, very clear. I am. I do not know if when they do get a bill, if they're going to have another hearing. They could say, and Lois Colcourst, she's a pretty stickler about um, not wasting any time. I could see Lois Colcourst, and by the way, that's not a good thing sometimes. Uh, Lois, I could see Colcourst saying, uh, no, we're not going to have another hearing. We had that hearing on Tuesday at 930. We had that hearing on October 10th. I could see Lois Colcourst doing that just because I've been around and watched her operate. All right. So if that's the burr under your saddle, tomorrow may be the only day to be heard in front of the Senate. All right, at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, um, the, um, uh, the Border Security Committee for the Senate will be meeting. And they're going to be, it's the same language, hearing on proposed legislation related to the following. Number one, creating a, cl- a criminal offense for improper entry into the state from a foreign nation. And number two, increasing the penalties for certain criminal conduct involving smuggling of persons or operation of a stash house. So the language of those committees, the language in the Education Committee, the language in the Health and Human Services Committee, and the language in the Border Security Committee um, mirrors, reflects the language that the governor has placed out. Um, the finance committee that's meeting at two o'clock today, 
their language doesn't match with what the governor's call is because there's nothing on the governor's call about uh, teacher compensation and funding for public schools. I guess you could tie that in with school choice. I'm trying to think that um, if uh, school choice uh, um, uh, ESAs or something comes up that this might be appropriate, but ESAs directly um, don't have anything to do with teacher compensation, but you could make the argument that indirectly they do. So again, I'm going to repeat this. The House has no meetings scheduled, typical of the House, um, and uh, we'll know. I will be tuned in at 1 today um, to see if the House actually goes through the process of the first reading of bills and assigns them to committees. It'll be interesting to see if there is any points of order um, because some of the legislation that has been filed in the House alone, there have been 112 bills. And when I when I popped this open about 30 minutes ago, there were only 110 bills. So two bills were just filed today. Let me see if I can find them. Maybe they're towards the bottom. Uh, no, they're not. Uh, they're not in. Uh, yes, here was one. It is a, uh, a mem- uh, in memory of. Uh, that was a uh, uh, just a recognition, and they'll do a bunch of those congratulating this and congratulating that, and I think maybe even naming a highway. Um, I, I, I don't know how much attention those will get. But here's one, just for example, House Bill 90, that I can't figure out uh, where it fits in with any of the special call. It says, relating to the reduction of municipalities' extraterritorial jurisdiction. Well, that doesn't fit in with any of the four, but uh, uh, Tepper filed it, and uh, Representative Tepper, and Representative Tepper probably has some reason to file that bill. Maybe one reason could be in hopes that the governor uh, adds it to the call. Um, I know some people, uh, I got an email um, this morning, I looked at an email on um, a whole bunch of bills that have been filed by conservatives that they would like to see added to the special call. Um, So I guess if we do it for one, do it for all, I don't know. We'll see. But there are quite a few bills um, out of the 112 or 110 that were filed when I looked at it yesterday and was creating my bill list. Ooh, do you know what a bill list my uh, border security bill list, my no-vax bill list, my school choice bill list, and my the colony list. Out of the 110 or so um, that were filed, I had 14 that spoke directly to uh, border security. I had, let's see, go back. I'm going to run this one. Uh, for the VAX, I had six bills um, on uh, uh, forced vaccinations. Um, and on, let's see, uh, school choice, let me run that. These are in the House. I only had five bills in the House, and I believe two of them were identical. Um, and then on the colony, I had uh, three bills that appear to be dealing with the colonia north of Houston. So that's out of 110 bills. That tells you how many were not on the call. Um, 
So, do you know your way around a MyTLO? Do you know where to go find that report of bills that have been filed so far this year so that you can look up each and every bill? Do you know where that is? If not, you ready for another training? Let me know. I uh, I think uh, I was just thinking about that this morning. I think any future uh, legislative uh, TLO training, I think... Um, I, I'm just a thought I had this morning could change my mind. I think we may limit, uh, I, I, I would want to limit that class to no more than about six people. Um, and so we'll figure out a way to do that, but, uh, it's still important that you get people in your group, in your organization that are trained up on how to use capital.texas.gov. If you don't know how to navigate that site, then someone in your group or organization needs to learn how to do that and how to teach it. And um, But uh, that uh, just let me know if you're ready for another one of those uh, training classes. Um, folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. He's seen a few skirmishes in his time. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. Man, how did I get all this Ted Nugent on a Monday? I thought Ted, I, I want Ted on Friday. I, you know, I wear my Ted Nugent t-shirt every Friday. It's starting to get a little worn out. May have to find me a new uh, Ted shirt um, to come in here on Friday so that I can look as good as possibly every Friday. And then today I come in and I got two Ted Nugent bumpers. By the way, those are automatically uh, uh, generated from a list that has been put in there. So um, it pops up. Whatever pops up, pops up. Okay. So um, going over, I created a bill list, which if you had been um, taken had taken any of my TLO training or training from anyone else, you know how to create a bill list. There were 110 bills, 112 bills filed in the House. I uh, created my bill list yesterday, um, and um, I had, uh, what did I say, 14 or 15 that had to do with the border. Here's one that, uh, as I was reading through, I really liked this one. And uh, this one I'm called, uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. All right, this is House Bill 22. Um, and, uh, so two, two, um, yeah, there you go. A couple of ducks, a two and a two, um, Ray, this has to do with allowing people into the country, um, during a time of medical, during a time of a, uh, a, uh, first of all, during a time of a pandemic, all right, they have it a little bit different. They tie it directly to COVID-19. So if there's a federally declared public health emergency, then this rule goes into effect. Um, Also, this rule goes into effect if there is any uh, vaccination requirements for any person lawfully residing in the United States. All right, so that'd be you and me. But uh, if you're a government contractor or health care worker, all right, we know a lot of health care workers that were forced to have the COVID vaccine, right? These are citizens who told you cannot have your job if you don't take the vax, all right? 
And um, and so during those two, for those two reasons, and there's actually a couple of more, um, if the uh, COVID-19 vaccine is listed on the recommended child and adolescent immunization schedule, which it is, then this rule will will go into effect. All right. Or the fourth reason, if any time the U.S. Department of State has travel warnings for health for any country from which the citizens have illegally entered in the United States. All right. So here's four uh, uh, four um, four reasons, four situations where this law would go into effect. What is that law? You ready? That law says that any, if anybody in the United States is being forced to take a vaccine or is recommended to take a vaccine, then every person who enters this country during that time will have to have the vaccine. All right? You, how many of the tens of thousands that come through every weekend, every day, 10,000 a day, out of the how many millions that have crossed uh, through the rivers and where the federal government has cut the barbed wire, how many of them have been vaccinated? How many of them have been ha- held their job over their head as to whether they got a vaccination or not? I mean, that's got like we had a local bank here in the Hill Country that said if you don't vaccine, wear a mask all day, you can't have a job here. And yet at the same time, and that is for a law-abiding citizen, tax-paying law-abiding citizen, and yet thousands pour over our border on that very same day that this friend of mine lost her job, thousands pouring over the day over the border that day. They didn't have to wear a mask. They didn't have to get a shot. They didn't have to do any of these things. And so this bill, which is House Bill 22, by uh, Representative Harrison, I'm going to call it the uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander bill, the goose and gander bill. These are the kind of bills that need to go. Someone needs to be up there when this bill is being heard in committee, when House Bill 22 is being heard in front of whichever committee, if a public health committee, whatever committee it's going to be in heard in front of, there needs to be people up there who have lost their jobs, who had to choose, who had to get to that point. Listen, we weren't sure if my wife's boss was going to force her to take the vaccine in the very early days. We did not know which way her company was going to go. We sat down and discussed it. What happens if that is the, if that's what happens. So, you need to be ready. Are you ready to go up to the Capitol? You need to hear your voice on these. I guarantee you the teachers are going to be showing up. They're all taking days off. They've been going through training on how to how to go up to the Capitol, and they will be there by the hundreds, if not thousands, against school choice. And uh, you'll be sitting here at home. I'm going to go to Proverbs. We've got two scriptures for you today. The first one is Proverbs 16 and 16. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding is to be chosen above silver. Man, wisdom is better than gold and understanding is better than silver. And then when we go to James, 
one and five. But if any of you lacks gold, let him ask of God. Oh, is that what it says? No, it says, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all generously without reproach, and it will be given to him. So in Proverbs, it says wisdom is better in gold. And then in the book of James, it says, all you got to do is ask for it. God gives wisdom out. All you have to do is ask for it. So if it's as good as gold and God gives it out for asking, I'm in. Let's go. Um, going to be, uh, oh, just lost complete track. We are, I'm going to be sticking around here with, with Lorraine. And uh, then a little while after that, um, I will not be on the air, but uh, we're working on some new technology to bring you the live um, programming from the Capitol. And so we're going to be practicing that today. And hopefully that um, when uh, I go to the Capitol, if it's tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday, that there will be a um, that we will have a much improved system. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that, um, bringing you a much clearer show from on the road. And we're going to be working on that today. So that is uh, the plan for today. Uh, Y'all be nice to the tourists. Enjoy your holiday off if you're getting a holiday off. And we'll see you in here manana.